Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle, P for P, Real Talk in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you, are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like what, Desiree? Like a Mack truck through ice cream, chocolate, of course, with maybe a few snickerdoodle sprinkles, maybe. With a couple of drops, but uh, picking it up (laughs) real quick. (laughs) Nicely done, woman. Uh, check us out at com, And now let's chit chat with Amanda I am Kellen Patterson And she is Desiree Like that Carruthers, the other Carruthers What's up? The other Carruthers You know what, it's I I, I do just, know what You do know what and do you also know who? I know who Well then you are a man that is in the know and that is all I can say, and that's all that I know. That is all that I know every day other than it's been a beautiful day. You know, I'm a little sad, and I'm going to admit, because I tell you what, COVID is still doing what COVID does, and the gyms are paying the price for it a little bit. Yes. And, you know, don't get stirred up, folks. I get it, but I do, I do have issue when you have, um, oh, what is this? what's the phrase I want to use? Critical care is not it. But I do believe gyms are critical to good health, to helping to build healthy immune systems, a big part of that equation. I am happy that gyms are not closed down altogether for the most part, but just really sad about the small group classes that are no longer available that so many gyms depend on to stay in business, the smaller mom-and-pop gyms. Maybe not necessarily the big boxes, but you guys know what I'm saying. So let's just keep the positive vibes going all around. Everybody's going to keep doing what they got to do, but man, man, oh, man, I just, I was, I was, I was sad to hear that. And it's across several states, if not every state at this point. I don't know what the mandates are that have come out, but I know that Iowa, um, you know, Illinois, several states are now dealing with emergency provisions over the next couple of weeks. So we'll just have to see how things fall out, and we'll pray for the best all around. Amen. Is that well, all that we have? I know. I know you have more, so I was waiting for that. <laughs> well, okay. Well, it's like for me, um, this has been, I, I think Dr. Joe Kamzuski was one that brought it up. This is the paradigm shift in business. And uh, if we're not thinking progressively and ahead of the game, then we're definitely going to fall behind. And one of the things that has come from uh, this for me, has been virtual online training, uh, videos as well, things that I would have never thought to do or pursue uh, had COVID not happened. So, you know, it's been a challenge mentally. It's definitely been a challenge physically because I know we everybody's talking about that COVID-20, and they're not talking about the, the year. They're talking about those nope. added pounds. So, you know, it's, uh, it's yes, been sir. a challenge for sure. Uh, I'm thankful that uh, – 
you know, the people are, are starting to wake up to the seriousness of, of what's going on. Uh, I'm saddened that the ones who are basically fighting back are doing so in the most primitive and premature ways. Uh, we had to deal with one at our gym who was basically not bathing and, and thinking that it's okay to be around people. I was thinking, wow, you're, you're, you're really behind the curve on this one there, fella. And we had to put him out of the gym. So, you know, it's, it's, you, you see the best and the worst, and thank God we're having one of the best on our show tonight. But uh, we, it's definitely going to be a challenge in the future, and when we got to hold the fort until everything's worked out. There you have it, hold the fort. I, you know, I don't know not bathing is a form of fighting back. I don't know how <laughs> that fights the power. But it, uh, it, it that's, fights that's, the uh, shower. It doesn't fight the power, but it fights the shower. <laughs> It is fighting the shower and the soap and everything that goes along with it. But, no, I don't see how that is fighting the power. But I digress. I digress because we need to move on, and uh, we do have one of the best of the best, clearly, um, on the show tonight. And, you know, it was a big weekend last weekend for all that were involved in uh, the Natural Olympia. And any other show that was taking place the same weekend, but the Natural Olympia, the INBA, PNBA, Natural Olympia is the one that has uh, captivated my attention for the uh, for the moment, for the moment. Wrapping up, um, you know what I'm going to say has been a pretty stellar competitive year, given all of the circumstances that you know promoters and athletes have had to deal with. So I would say in we've really of- seen. Yeah, in spite of, most definitely. We've really seen some um, shining stars come through it all, and our guest tonight is no different. So we've got uh, Michael Wittig, the uh, INBA, PNBA, Natural Olympia Men's Physique Pro Champion on the show tonight. So, Michael, please say hello and introduce yourself to listener land. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to this. All right, awesome. So I know I just I just let the cat out of the bag that you're the uh, men's physique pro champion from the Natural Olympia, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Clear, it's the the men's physique master world champion. Oh, master. I did compete Sorry. in the Open, but I won the master title. Um, my name is Michael Wittick. I am uh, out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, father of four children, been married for 20 years, I am 44 years old and a lifetime natural athlete. Um, I'm a, I do personal training, um, work with people day in and day out. But a long time ago, I decided that um, I wanted to reach a lot of people, you know, thousands of people, 10,000s of people, um, tens of thousands of people. So when I started about seven, eight years ago, I, I started uh, writing books. I started doing daily video trainers. Um, and then eventually got into writing for fitness magazines, and, and, and I'm blessed and honored to have the opportunity to write for uh, three international fitness magazines. So now I, I take my training more on a global scale. Um, I truly want to help people, and I want people to know that there is another way. You know, there's a natural way. There's a healthy way. A lot of I feel like a lot of the younger generation, they just see the, the unnatural way. They hear about the steroids. They hear about this. And I, and I see 20 guys in their 20s doing this, and I just, yes. it, it hurts my heart Amen. because I know they're, they're, they're going to regret it later when their health starts to go. So I do all this so they know there's another route, 
And then for the guys that are and ladies that are more my age, I want them to know that, hey, you could still be your best at any age. Look at me. I'm 44 years old, and I'm in better shape, feel better. I think I look better than when I was in my 20s. You know, so, so I do this to try to help motivate, to educate, and uh, competing is just something I have a passion for. I love it. And at the same time, I can help touch other people. And and it, it works. Uh, I love how you've been reaching out and engaging, especially during a time like this when hope is pretty much needed in the premium. Uh, you still found a way to bless others with your information, your knowledge, and your concern. One of the things that I've been uh, happy about is how you've been able to share and enlighten the younger generation. We were talking before the show had come on about how forgiving you were to the children at the 2018 uh show in Chicago, and I I was very happy how engaged you were with them and how engaged they were with you because children recognize real people a lot sooner than most of us adults, sad to say, but they they definitely wanted to ask you questions. (laughs) They definitely wanted to touch those bubbles, (laughs) and uh, they were really happy that you could be around them, and I think we took maybe a 1,000 pictures that we didn't share, but I I just want to say, you know, it means a lot, especially – knowing that they have that kind of opportunity when you have inner city at risk kids, not really knowing positive role models until they get to venues and atmospheres like that. So what keeps you positive in in that time? And what keeps you positive even during this time that we're living? You know, this year, this year has been really, really tough for everybody. And and that, that includes me. It's been a tough year. But I have been able to – I'm not saying there's been some, some days where maybe I was a little overwhelmed by what's going on with the pandemic and just how it affa- affected friends and family. I've had my days too. You know, I'm human. But, but overall, I've been able to keep a pretty positive mindset um, throughout this. Um, and, and a lot of that, for me, to, to stay positive, I, I like to have structure. Um, so when all this hit – I got to let you guys know, you know, early in this year, before the pandemic, it already started off tough for me. Um, Around late February, early March, right before the pandemic was kind of really getting known and we were starting to worry about it, um, I went into the doctor to have him check a mole that I actually had, had been worried about for a few years. And I had went to the doctor several times to look at this mole and they, and she was said, Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. The second time, don't worry about it. It's fine. So into February, I can't remember if it was into February, early March, I went to a different doctor and I said, you know what? I don't want to know if you think it's fine. I just want you to take it off and I want you to get it checked. So they did that. And I got a call like two or three days later saying, Michael, we need you to see the specialist immediately. You're, I already called them. You're going to see him on Thursday or something like that. You know, it was very serious. Wow. Um, and found, yeah, it was, it was real scary. Because, you know, being a healthy male and being a trainer and health is my life, finding out that I was diagnosed with invasive melanoma. And at the time, I really didn't know how serious that was, you know. So, of course, like everyone else, I start Googling, and it's the worst kind of skin cancer. It has a death rate. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I was pretty pretty fearful. Um, and luckily, we caught it early. And I had two surgeries. I removed, uh, I have a two and a half inch scar on my left chest. And then there was another suspect area. It was 
maybe cancerous, precancerous. So they took that out of my calf, and it's a pretty big, wide incision. Um, and that was before, right before the pandemic hit. Now, my intentions this year was to compete um, in June as my first show. I took all last year off to, to recover, to get bigger, to get better, to work on weak areas. Then I planned to hit 2020, you know, with a vengeance. And then I got hit with this diagnosis and surgeries. Um, and then the pandemic hit pretty much right after that and gyms closed. Well, I was still determined to keep my form, to keep my shape, and, and somehow compete. Um, so being a trainer and having a, working at a, tri- a private facility that I've worked at for the last seven years, I had access to equipment. Um, and I modified my training even after the surgery. So like my chest, I wasn't supposed to train for six weeks. Well, it would, I mean, I would lose everything in six weeks. So what I did is I overtrained my chest leading up to the surgery. Every day, hammered it. But right before the surgery, I hammered my chest and destroyed it. Had the surgery, took about two weeks off where I did nothing. But then I started using my knowledge of kinesiology and, and how the muscles work. And I modified my training with, with very partial mid-range motion just to keep what I had for mm-hmm. about a month. And then, and then, and then gyms were closed. Well, being a trainer and wanting to help people, I didn't want to sit there and work out with all this equipment and rub in people's faces. So for about six weeks to eight weeks, I'd used home training methods during my prep, right after the surgery, using bands, using PVC pipe, body weight. You know, I specialize in home training. I've always loved it. People that follow me know I do. I've been doing home training on weekends for years. Videos, I have daily video trainers on home training. So when COVID hit, I had a lot of people come to me, magazines, people, my sponsors, because they knew I specialized in that. I didn't have to, to, to fulfill a need. I didn't have to rush a program to help people. I already had them, tons of them. So mm-hmm. right when the gyms closed, I was already, I switched my training from equipment to home training. So people can see, hey, I am in contest prep. And I'm going to go do these shows, and I'm going to train using home methods that you can do. And I posted all this up for free every day, all all my sessions, you know, huge playlist of here's every home exercise for, for chest, for calves, for thighs. It's all on my YouTube now on the Wittig Works. And despite all this stuff, what kept me positive, to answer your question, because I talked a lot, is for me it's structure. It's knowing that what I'm doing is for a bigger purpose. Yes, I want to be healthy. Yes, I want to win shows. Yes, I enjoy lifting weights and stuff. But but there's more to it than that. You know, I want to be a good influence on my kids, first of all. I want them to see dad being healthy because then they're more likely to be healthy as adults and then their children and then their children. So, so I view what I do, my fitness, is a potential effect on the legacy of my family for generations. That's one of my driving factors. My other driving factor is knowing that there's a lot of thousands of people all over the world like to tune in and watch what I'm doing. You know, I have almost 900,000 people on my Facebook. I don't do this for fame and to, hey, look at me. I want to help people. So so I knew that keeps me positive. It keeps me focused because it's more than just me. Yes, I love it, but I know my children and all these other people. That keeps me inspired. That keeps me on the days when I don't feel like it. I do it anyways because I don't want to let people down. I want to keep them lifted up. Um, those are my driving factors. 
and, and despite all that stuff that went on, I kept focused. I kept my daily structure, regardless what COVID was doing. I kept my daily structure routine that grounds me. I had my bigger motivation on my kids, the other people, and I kept training. My June show that I was planning to do got canceled or pushed back because of COVID to August 1st. Um, after the surgeries, all this, I trained. I went in August 1st, and I won my first of four pro championships this year in August 1st. So it, it was a, uh, just a story of overcoming and not giving up. Most definitely. I mean, and that is really a theme that I hope continues to carry through. I mean, the end of this year, there's not that much left, but, you know, I'm I'm feeling like we're going to continue to need this type of fortitude even through 2021 because I don't see COVID really going anywhere anytime soon. And as hopeful as we are, I mean, it is a virus. I hate to rain on parades out there, but you know, some things just have to run their course. But when you do have a positive outlook, then that helps everything, you know, move so much more smoothly. And and maybe that is something for listeners to consider definitely is routine, structure, you know, surrounding yourself with the elements that you need to carry on and maintain a positive focus regardless of what's going on. And so, um, so you said your first Pro win of four this year was in August. Which show was that for you, and and kind of how did that experience go? I mean, even with all the craziness going around it, um, I'm sure you had to have been just excited to even get to the stage at that point. Yeah, I think all of us competitors that are able to compete this year were thankful. A lot of shows did get canceled across multiple organizations, all of them. Um, few organizations were able to pull off more shows than others. And anyone that got to compete, first of all, I feel is a true warrior, not to downplay the people that decided not to compete. It's a personal choice. It has been a tough year. And for some, it just didn't make sense. But, but I applaud everyone that stepped on stage, regardless of placings, that was able to stay on track despite stuff going on. I mean, that, it, it, to me, that everyone should be applauded it was able to pull that off and it's still pulling that off. Um, true warriors. Um, a lot of shows did get canceled this year. So the first show I did was, um, Steve Hunter's St. Louis, St. Louis national or natural classic. in yes. St. Louis. It was the, actually the first pro show that I won upon getting my pro card back in 2017. I got my pro card in Arkansas and Steve Hunter's show was like one week later. And I just got my pro card, and I said, hey, let's go do it. And I went up there, and I won that, my first pro show in 2017. Um, and then I was real happy to come back here in 2020 and regain that title. And something he did that was new is he – it used to be a Masters-only show. I'm 44 years old. I think I already said that, but, you know, I, I'm not a not 20 anymore, so – um, he, I did his master show, but this year he also had the open class, the pro open class men's physique. Hey, I'm already there. I'm in shape. You know, why don't I give these youngsters a run for their money? So I did masters yeah. and open won both. Um, and for the first time, um, it was a huge honor to get best poser. And I had worked really hard on that, had a posing coach worked on it cause it was a weakness of mine. 
and I don't like weaknesses. I want to I want to turn weaknesses into strengths when it comes to my body, when it comes to presentation and everything. So to get a clean sweep like that, I was literally in tears. And I actually just posted up the first picture because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it just like this last week of that moment. It was just winning, winning, and then the best poser. I just, after the cancer surgery and the scar and just all that, it just overwhelmed me. And I couldn't, they announced it, and I was in tears. Like, I was trying to flex for the picture, and I was couldn't do it because I was, I was crying. Um, you were just so emotional. I was so, I was so overwhelmed that, well, that I was alive I mean, that I was able to do it. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, Keith Hunter and his group, they really do put on a great show. And it, the St. Louis Natural, it is, I mean, it is a good experience, and it sounds like it has continued to do so. And I will say, um, you know, your posing, I, I definitely can see if that was an area of weakness for you that you have brought that along and just done a really phenomenal job in, you know, fine-tuning that aspect Um of your competitive presence. But before we get too far in that, because I do want to talk about that, and we'll talk about Minnesota Mayhem also, which is where Caitlin and I got the opportunity to see you on stage up close, if you will. But before we talk more about that, we do have a listener question, and this one is from Leslie. And she's asking you if you can please share your uh, social media information on where folks can find you. Yes, and that's very easy. Um, because it's all the same. So it's Wittig Works. My last name is W-I-T-T-I-G-W-O-R-K-S. The word works, Wittig Works. And it is my website, wittigworks.com. All my social media handles are Wittig Works. So you don't have to worry about putting fitness or lowercase or, or you know, underscore. It's all Wittig Works across the board. So you and I'm on all social media platforms except for TikTok. I'm not a big singer or dancer, um, and I'm old, <laughs> so I just haven't got into that. But oh, you can find me come on, on now! <laughs> Both Kaylin and I are older than you, so we gotta we gotta stop this. I'm old talk because you know what, baby, 40s are the new 20. That's all I have to say about that. I'm not even gonna say 40s are the new 30. I'm saying 40s are the new 20, and we'll take 50 yeah, being the new great. 30. How about that, Kaylin? I just think. <laughs> I'll take it. Didn't get on TikTok yet, but I'm very, very active on all other social media. On TikTok, man. Yeah, so you can find me on everything except for TikTok. Snapchat, stories, YouTube. I'm very active on all of them. I try to put a lot of information and content out there. Um, That's I just feel the way to do it, you know, is to, to give more to people versus just making it all about me all the time. Yeah, and and one thing, you know, what that I got to bring up the mayhem because it it was one of those shows that before the Olympia everyone was talking about simply because the payout that was going to bikini, but it definitely brought out the best in the other categories as well. Uh when you had heard about the uh the bikini payout how much did, did that gain your attention, and uh, how do you consider that, you know, if we keep pushing natural bodybuilding, like you said, there is an option, and natural bodybuilding is the healthiest option that you can have, especially when you talk about the maintenance of the years of your life and how you can add to the joy 
uh, getting into those later years, uh, you're a living example and testimony of how to do so. How did that garner your attention when you heard that uh, 10,000 was going to Bikini? And then seeing as how, you know, your your level of competition was there in, in your categories as well. Well, you know what? I didn't even, when I first wanted to do the mayhem, I wasn't even aware of that big payout. So so pe- listeners that don't know, promoter Keith Anderson, or uh, Leif Anderson with Natty Revolution, he promotes the Minnesota Mayhem. It happened October 10th this year, and he paid out $10,000 to the bikini champion. If you don't know, listeners, that's an enormous amount of money for natural fitness. That's 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 a lot for anybody, any organization. I didn't even know about that when I signed up. When I found out, I said, Leaf, why don't you just give them 8000 and give us 2000 That's what my answer was. I said, I don't need all that. Just give us 10% more. I was joking with him, you know, because uh, none of us really do it for the money. I mean, that that mm-hmm. lady that, that won that, that's amazing. Uh, I couldn't imagine that. But none of us do it for the money. We do it because we love it. And, that, hey, if I can bring home a little bit of money to my wife for being gone, that's just a bonus. But I actually, Leaf had been inviting me to his shows for a number of years. It just, you know, it just didn't make sense at the time with my schedule and my family and to travel so far because a lot of sometimes I do get out to Illinois and stuff, but a lot of the stuff stays in the Midwest. I just had it hadn't made sense yet. Hey, and I was actually scheduled, so I different flights and stuff getting out to Minnesota. Um, I just hadn't okay. worked out for my schedule, but he had been inviting me for for a couple years, um, and I'm just like, man, someday, someday. But so after August 1st, winning in St. Louis, my next stop was going to be October 10th in Memphis for Keith Hunter's Master World Championship. I had won that back in 2018, and I wanted to come back from my title. That was my plan, Memphis, October 10th. Um, the guy that won it last year, rest in peace, his name is Michael Murray. He passed away. Yeah. I was getting to, he won, he won, I was getting to know Michael on socials. I always like to reach out. It, to me, Natural Fitness is a big family. I always reach out. I congratulate. I say hi. I want to get to know these guys. You know, they're my peers. They're sometimes they're a lot of times they're my inspiration. These other people that compete, and I reached out to Michael. We chatted a little bit, and we were looking to a friendly battle sometime in the future. You know, and then when I found out he passed away, it was in December. Um, it hurt. It hurt. Even though he wasn't my best friend, and I didn't know him that well, knowing I had just talked to him, and he was about my age and does what I do, and the the, the passion he had for it. It affected me for a while, so I wanted to go back this year and do the Master World Championship. And he might have had his best friend there doing it in honor of him, but I wanted to go there and do that and pay respect to Michael Murray. Well, that show got canceled because of COVID restrictions, and I remember Leif Anderson uh, invited me to the Bayham, and it was on the same day, October 10th. Well, still, you know, um, wasn't sure if I could do it because of COVID. You know, I have a family of four here, four kids, and me and my wife, and she's in the medical field. And, you know, I had to do some kind of fast talking with, with my family to be able to go do the mayhem. But I got my family's blessing, went and did my first PNBA show. Um, and I had been wanting to do more of the shows with that organization earlier in the year, but COVID, I couldn't do it. I wasn't going to fly to the West Coast. 
you know, when numbers are through the roof, it just, I'm trying to be careful and for my family's sake. Um, but I went out to the Minnesota mayhem. It was my first PNBA show, my first Leaf Anderson Natty revolution show. And I was blown away just on, on the quality of the production, not just for the audience, but for the competitors. It was just, in spite of this crazy year and the COVID restrictions, it was just a really well-produced show. I mean, I, I've been typing it up. I'm real excited to do more events in the future, but it was great. Now, to put the cherry on top, I actually won my class, which was not a master class. I, I went in the Men's Physique Open class against some lethal athletes, some of the best I've ever seen, and some of them I'm going to say – I think everyone on stage I would consider a good friend now. I think I know all of them. The, uh, one guy I just kind of know, but the rest of them are good friends now. Um, and they're lethal. And we had a, a friendly battle up there, and, and I was honored to come out on top that day and win a, a big A sword. Yeah, My you first did. Sword. <laughs> it was a big A it sword. It was a beautiful <laughs> sword. I've always wanted a sword. I, I got a bunch of belts nice and a helmet and all kinds of cool stuff. Go ahead. Oh, I got a bunch of cool stuff, but that was my first sword. I'd always want one, and um, it was awesome to get it. My my trouble was, how am I going to get it home? I flew here. That was my, oh. big, my big dilemma that day. How am I going to get this big sword home? I fly out first thing in the morning. Um, we got it figured out, though. But I, but I had a lot of fun. And you know what? So the PNBA is different than most other organizations when it comes to the pro men's physique class. It's not just your quarter turns. You actually do a mixture of classic poses, which is very unique. I don't think any other organization does that. Maybe there's there's men's physique competitors out there out there that don't like that. I'm gonna tell you, I dig it. I think my arms and some of my upper body are some of my strong strengths. So be able to sneak in a side chest pose and a side tricep, that's an advantage for me. I enjoyed that and okay. I like those poses. And someday I would like to step up to classic when I get a little bit bigger a little bit more weight on me so I can be competitive. So this is kind of an introduction to me, um, being able to do those classic poses. I really enjoyed that, and I think it gave me an edge that day. Did? So, yeah, it was was, was just a lot of fun, you know. And and as we talked about earlier, I did work a lot on posing. Now, you know what? I'm not a posing master. I'm not going to claim to do that. It's still a work in progress for me. Um, I'm never there. I always have Aren't a lot all? of work to do. Yeah, yep. I know I am. <laughs> I still have areas <laughs> I need to improve. There's things that I did this last weekend at the Natural Olympia that I need to fix in the future. I already know that. But I had worked real hard on it um, just to be more competitive, especially in the open class. Um, and, it, and it paid off. It paid off that day. I know it was a – I heard after the fact it was a very close call between me and – um, the second place, uh, Mr. Moore, who's a good friend of mine, lethal lethal physique. Um, and I think that posing work just gave me that slightest edge to win that day. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. Kaylin and I talk about it all the time, that posing can make the difference. Yes. Everything else being oh, equal, yes. posing can make or break you. And I will say so. At the Mayhem, Kaylin and I were both um, in the judging seat, but we were on opposite ends of the world. He was way down on one end of the stage, and I was way down on the other. But I will say 
that uh, I felt that your posing at that time was was very fluid. So you know, it was it was a good job, and I and I did enjoy watching all the athletes. I mean, and there were some tough athletes outside of a uh, you know a, a newbie who was making a transition, well not transitioning from the NFL, but an NFL. Um, player who was making his uh, natural bodybuilding debut. Yeah, that's right. But, you know. And I had the opportunity. It was was really exciting for me because I do write for fitness magazines, but normally they're they're workout-based or nutrition-based kind of pieces. Um, I was able to write a profile on Greg Jennings for Iron Man magazine right before the mayhem. So I was getting ready to compete against them. But I had the opportunity to get on the phone with them, get to know them, interview them, and then write up a piece on them before we competed. But it was actually really cool because in, I'd never met him before, but we already had this bond, you know, because me and him, are, there's a lot of things we're really like-minded on, you know, our mindset and just our values and, and our family. Um, so that was really cool to be able to connect with him and then meet him in person at the Mayhem. It made it like family before I even got there. And that's, I mean, and that's really what it's all about, you know, It are the connections. Maybe not all about, but a big part of it. And I think that's one area where, you know, the natty world really shines is that there are a lot of, you know, good friendships, relationships, connections that are made between athletes, and they're able to enjoy getting on stage so much more because of that aspect of it. And I know that you're going to have to leave us here soon, so I want to travel on to the IPE world where you also competed at following the um, mayhem. And, and that, I mean, IPE Worlds is just sick as far as the level of athlete and the numbers that they draw. And men's physique always seems so incredibly, incredibly just tough, just close, just nitpicking your way through every single athlete. What were kind of the differences between – you know, competing at the Mayhem and then stepping on stage at the IPE Worlds that you noticed? Well, the the big end-of-year shows are always different at regular shows, okay? So you got regular pro, pro shows, and you have, you know, good turnouts, some better than others, just depending on when and where and who shows up. Um, exactly. It's just when you get to those end of the year shows, like the like the, the IPE Worlds, the Natural Olympia, especially this year because both organizations or a lot of the organizations opened up, where you did not have to qualify, where they were letting other competitors from other organizations come in because they knew the numbers were going to be down. There's less competitors this year, so both the IPE Worlds and the Natural Olympia had huge classes, and they were stacked with some of the best athletes I've ever seen, okay? Basically, everybody competed, converged on these two shows. So the world was stacked. There was some of the best I have seen there this year during the COVID year. Um, now, here, here's the deal. Besides the, the world championships and the, the end-of-year shows, I, I've won seven now – as of this point, seven pro titles. When it comes to individual shows as being a pro, um, just normal shows, I've been undefeated. But when you put me in the worlds and, you know, I'm always in the open class, I'm either the oldest or very close to the oldest. So the IP worlds, 
I did not win. I got like fourth in my class, you know, but I was happy for that. I was the oldest male to, to in men's physique to place. To me, that means something. Yeah, I didn't win. You know, the, the guys that won were amazing, you know, some of the best I'd ever seen. But just to place, being the oldest guy to place, you know, I felt that was still respectable. But when you get 20 of the best in there, you know, that's always going to be tough competition. It, it, was, it was an awesome show, very pulled off, very smoothly, very professional, um, and it was a good day. Like you said, I had a lot of friends there, and, and that's a big part for me. I like to compete. I like to challenge myself, come in, be my best, and go for it. Um, but a big part of these, the enjoyment for me is seeing my friends, making new friends, making connections. Um, you know, you meet someone one time at a show, you almost have a lifelong friend there. Not almost. You do. Uh, one of the things that I want to ask, because you just basically just swept right past that, and the fact that you had a major surgery and still competing at the big-name shows, I do not want to go off over that without, you know, putting that out there because, you know, you had a lot going on. That's mental and physical. So to even place in the top ten is, is amazing, especially at a show of that caliber. So uh, I, I don't want you to uh, take a, take anything away from all that you had to go through to get up on the stage, you know, much less talking about age. That was the least of your worries. So, you know, before you go, just talk about, you know, all the challenges you had mentally and physically. And still, because I, I really applaud you for going to the bigger shows and going to the big name shows because you're going against the best of the best of the best. So, you know, hats off for that. And a lot of them were a good 15 uh, years younger than me, you know, 10 years, 15 years younger than me, some of these guys. Yeah. And they're not the, I mean, they look phenomenal. They're amazing. You know, the champion that won, Cyrus and um, Arius Norris and all these guys out there that are just really knocking it out this year. They got phenomenal physiques. Um, it, it was a challenge, you know. They worked me that day. Um but I am proud to to have been able to not quit, to not let this year beat me down, and still able to compete regardless how I place. Winning, you know, how many titles did I win this year? Four? I almost forgot there. I think it was four this year. That's just I'm still blown away. It, 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 I can't believe it. But but there's something to keeping a positive mindset and never yeah. quitting. You know, you're going to have trouble in life. It will happen. No it's, not quitting, quitting. it's not if. You will have trouble. <laughs> so so it's how you face that. Are you going to give up or are you going to find a way? I'm always one to, hey, I'm going to do something that I know I need to do regardless how I feel. If it has to be done, I'm going to do it regardless how I feel. And that's how I was all year long. Now, the, once it got to the world, though, there was another aspect that got tough. I started my prep in March right after those surgeries. My first show in mm-hmm. June got pushed back to August. Now, you guys know this, but I want to make sure the general listener knows that if you're in a calorie deficit for eight months, that's hard. A lot of people mm-hmm. plan yes, on to, to hit a bunch of shows in a short mm-hmm. period of time. Well, I've been in a calorie deficit Don't since March to, until this last Saturday. So March, April, May, June, July, August, September, that's almost nine months. That's nine months I was in a deficit this year. I did four shows spread out over a long period of time. And in being natural and 44, it got tough. 
And, and when we got up to this natural Olympia, you know, I knew this was the end of the year for me. I knew what I'd been through, and I knew I was going to go against some of the best in the world again right after the Worlds. Um, so I dug deep. Those last two weeks, I dug deeper than I had all year long as far as watching what I'm eating and, and, and pushing in cardio and just dug as deep as I possibly could to where it was almost painful. And I even was, was posting. I'm like, I'm ready to suffer. I welcome it. These last, it's the last two weeks. I've already been through all this. I can suffer for two more weeks. Right. So I dug as deep as I possibly could for the Natural Olympia. It was my second PNBA show, and, and it was going to be in front of the, the owners and the athletes that I've been reading about. So I just wanted to be my best. Um, and it was quite the experience, man. I, I had my first Natural Olympia, and, and it was just still blown away by all the events and, and just how the weekend went. It was amazing. Well, and and you pulled it out, and it all came into fruition like you were hoping that it would. So just one last congratulations. I know we got to cut you loose. you got dad duty to get to. Um, real quick, got tell this, us about your kids just text, a little bit. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're in there, and I got this Tex-Mex lasagna that, that we're all ready to eat. Now, here's the deal <laughs> is I'm hungry. I've been in contest mode for, like we just talked about, nine months. Of course, I had my refeeds and my cheat meals, and but limited. There is When you start writing a list of all the things you want to eat, you know there's trouble. I started making that <laughs> list weeks ago. There was a piece of paper sitting where I do my work with just, this is like Cheesecake Factory, carrot cake from this place. There's a list of foods that I want to eat that I've been working on for weeks. That's how long I was in a deficit. So you know there's problems. So, but, but I can eat now. I'm excited. I, I was just like so excited to, to go to the Natural Olympia, to be able to compete, win another title, win my seventh title in, in the, 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 what is it, the Pro Men's Physique Masters class. And there were some great competitors there, um, especially Brandon. No, Brandon Stewart. Brandon Stewart, legend. He was also a six-time champion, very friendly, very awesome guy, lethal physique, and he worked me. You know, it would come down to me and him at the end. And I, it, when we were standing on stage, I wasn't sure if I, I could, you know, I wasn't sure. I didn't know. And that's the best when you don't know. I was like, man, this guy's awesome. I don't know. And when they called him second, I, I was just stunned again. Um so that was a blessing, and that was an honor to be able to compete with him and the other gentlemen that competed that day. They were all amazing. Um, and then when it came to the open class, again, there was it was a huge class. There might have been 20 of us, 17 to 20-something up there. Again, best in the world. Um, I was happy to make the top 10. I'm pretty sure that I was the oldest in the top 10. I don't think there was anyone older than me up there. And to make the top 10 after being in a deficit for nine months, when I know my testosterone is probably bottomed out, cortisol is probably through the roof just from the stress of, of all the whole year, um, I was happy with that top ten. I went into the open class with a smile on my face because I'd already won the master class. You know, so it was still an amazing day. But now that that's done, I get to eat cookies. <laughs> now I'm not going to get fat or anything. I'm, uh, fitness is my lifestyle. I was back in the gym yesterday on Monday. 
I'm already back to schedule. But, hey, I can have more treats now, and I'm happy about that. My kids, I talk a lot. I apologize, y'all. I got four kids. My oldest name is or my oldest son is Caden. He's 16. I got a 14 year old named Kyler, and then we have two twins, girls that are 10. So we got a stacked house. Awesome. You're a busy man, busy man. But it sounds like you're handling it with grace. So thanks so much for joining us tonight, taking time out of your busy schedule, and just sharing with us about your year and your obstacles and just your approach to overcoming because. Yep, real talk, but with real motivation. I think we all need a little bit of that. So we just really appreciate you, Michael. For having me. Um, I really enjoyed this. I just want to thank you guys and everybody involved with Natural Fitness for what you guys do, for giving us a platform to do what we love, but also to, to inspire the world about being fit and doing it in a healthy way. I want to thank every competitor that I've met, that I've shared the stage with, and all the ones that I haven't. Just, I just want to give them a, a applaud and, and thanks for what they do as well. And um, I look forward to seeing my friends again after my next, after this long off season. I'll be cheering Amen for them next year. Whoever's competing, I will be cheering them and keeping in touch with them while I eat my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> go get that text mix and go get it. Oh, man, a lot of fun, very well-spoken. Happy to have him on yes, the show indeed. tonight. I, I, I enjoy it, and, and I love the hope that it, that is shared because, you know, in, in these times, it, it, it's few and far between, and it's so much easier to get responses, likes, and, and everything else from the negative posts. I, I really appreciate the people that do dig deep within themselves and keep sharing that positive energy that we are so sore to have and so much in need of. No doubt, no doubt. And, you know, this, and guys, this is really just the beginning of our uh, natural Olympia mania that we've got going on here because we've got some successive shows coming up with, uh, with our uh, Olympia champs. So you're going to want to, you're going to want to stay close to the airwaves here and be ready to tune in. Isn't that right? I tell you what. I tell you what. Uh, I, I love that, uh, you know, we were, the Midwest was so well represented at the Olympia. I, I, I'm always going to point that out because that's always uh, big for me. I, I know we have the cream of the crop when it comes to winners and uh, basically the overall aspect of competition because I don't think anybody works harder than the Midwest. I am biased in that statement, and I have no shame in it. And uh, I would always say that, you know, you're going to have some true athletes on stage if they're coming out of this region. What do you think of that, Dad? I think that is so true. Best in the Midwest, not best of the Midwest. I'm going to say best in the Midwest because, you know what, I'm a little biased too. I'm a Midwest girl at heart, always will be. So I love to see when the Midwest gets out and represents. I just do. I know yes. there are fantastic athletes across the U.S. and around the world. I know it. I got it. I love you guys, too. But I'm always going to love my Midwesties. That's just all I have yes. to say about and that. And also, uh, since we had uh, Mr. Wittig on, uh, the master class was represented as well. Yes, the master class was represented as well. And, I, you know, in 
everything that I've seen, I knew it was the master class, but I just wanted to give him credit for the open. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, but, lo- I mean, oh, my gosh, 17 to 20 on stage. Now, that is a stacked class. I don't care yes, where you're coming from. That's a lot of athletes. I know there are some shows, other organizations that are drawing more. All right, more power to you. That's stacked all at once. My goodness. My goodness. Awesome. Love it. Love it. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that the organizations were a little flexible to allow that level of competition because of all of the, you know, irregularities of this year. So I think that just makes it even more meaningful. Yes. I mean, you know, the fact that everyone still showed and was ready. Exactly. And it's not easy to pull all this stuff off. Uh, There's so much going on. And and they're finding better and new, newer ways. Uh, big shout out to Iron Man Magazine for, for being there. I saw some of the stuff yep. that uh, he did with Courtney, uh, our Thursday guest. So we'll I'll be very interested to talk with her on that. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, they did had a chance to get in some photo shoots, and I know they have some phenomenal photographers on hand, even at the venue itself considering there's so many people that are involved with photography in that region. So I'm interested to chat with her. Uh, Dad and I will be in, uh, this Thursday, so stay tuned for that. And then we have a very good guest uh, on, on Mon- uh, Monday, my goodness, on Tuesday of the, of the week uh, next coming up. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Like Dad said, stay tuned because uh, we definitely have some winners that are going to be on stage, uh, Michael Wittig, as the, the first one, the premier one. And I'm, I'm excited because, you know, we it's good to have good information, but it's also good to have the backstory of, of how they got there. And thankfully, we know all three of the guests that have, have, have well, the one tonight and then the two forthcoming. So it's going to be interesting to, to hear, you know, how they've been and, and what's going on. And also hear what it's like to ride a Harley. I'll leave that as a, a preview and, and leave it there. So, Des, uh, take us home. Bam! Well, you know what? You always take us home. I don't think you've officially had your snickerdoodle shout-out. Well, I know that Wittig had some uh, snickerdoodle in his diet. That's how he made those diamonds. <laughs> So, on behalf of just our Natty Nation that is making the most of 2020, and I know y'all are going to make the most of 2021, and uh, the boys from P4P Muscle and Kaylin and myself, your body is a temple, so let's build it. What's naked doing?